share and most have their fair share of bumps in the road and twists and turns and one local individual was dealt a tough hand from the age of four when her mom was diagnosed with cancer. Although the road has been anything but easy, she's turned her grief to good with a truly amazing story. I'm excited to welcome Sarah Jane German here with us to share a bit about her story. Sarah, I'm glad to have you here. So tell me a little bit about your story. So when I was four, my mom was diagnosed with adenoid cystic carcinoma. It's a very rare and terminal cancer. And that meant that the treatments that she went through weren't to cure anything. It was to extend life and increase comfort. And I grew up, obviously, when I was younger, it wasn't more than just, okay, mom's in the hospital again. But kind of figuring out life, I realized this is serious. And I had a pretty interesting childhood in the sense of I grew up knowing, you know, I, I didn't know how long my mom was going to live, but I knew it wasn't going to be for long. So that really changed my perspective on life completely. So when she, right after she turned 50, and three days after my 12th birthday, she passed away. And she had a huge support system behind her. And, you know, I got to see that support system rally behind her and, and rally behind my family and just build us up and keep us going. And that turned such a hard time into almost a positive where I got to have an amazing community, you know, build me up. And I got to see the people that were there for me. So about nine months later, I wanted to, you know, bring that sense of community and support out into the world. And I went to Instagram and I just wanted to find, you know, a, is there a support account for ACC? And there wasn't. So I started one and it just kind of started growing from there. Uh, it started as just an Instagram and people started reaching out to me until COVID lockdown, Yeah, <laughs> when I had too much time on my hands, I started just messing around with building a website and all of a sudden it was a, I can do this. You know, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what it's gonna turn into, but let's just see what happens. And next thing you know, I had a website launched, I had products for sale and I had the mission of donating to research foundations for ACC. And as important as that is, I started to realize there are a lot of organizations out there doing that, and there needs to be something else. And I realized that what that something else needs to be is treatment, not a cure. Because we were very fortunate. So growing up, when my mom was going through treatment, we were financially stable and any treatment she needed and you know like clinicals and two rounds of chemo you were able to just provide you know but it it wasn't there was no doubt it wasn't concern as to when are we getting the next treatment is this going to happen my mom lived eight years with stage four and that doesn't typically happen yeah i started talking to other people that reached out to me and i'm realizing you know that's not common people mm. getting treatment immediately and people having that security. So I kind of shifted gears with um, my nonprofit CareACC to become somewhere that people can apply to grants to get that treatment because I realized that not everyone's as lucky as 
you know, my family was. But you've been there. You've yes. seen what that process looks like, what that experience is like, how hard it is. So to be able to have the peace of mind that, hey, at least I know we're going to have another treatment. But how old are you now? You have your own nonprofit. <laughs> uh, 17. 17. Okay. Incredible. Let's walk back through memory lane a yes. little bit. Tell me about the relationship that you had with your mom, so. knowing that you kind of were on a timer. Yeah. So... I just, for some reason, there were there are certain times in my life that I can always remember, and it was talking to, like, my friends. And, you know, little kids, just like, oh, God, I hate my mom. She <laughs> got, took away something of mine. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, there were so many of those moments, like, at school when they're like, I, you know, I don't know why my mom doesn't like me, or, like, I can't stand my mom, and I, I just couldn't understand that. And I'd be like, no, it's good, you know, you know your mom is good, you know? And I don't, I never understood why I thought that way and why no one else did. And I don't know, I think I was like 10 or so when I started to realize like, okay, I, there is a pretty solid time limit. And, you know, that just, I always had that in my, in the back of my mind. And thankfully it wasn't, I wasn't dwelling on it, but it kept me looking at the positive. And I mean, my mom was beyond positive, just happiest yeah. person ever. So that was very helpful in all, all ways. She never really said anything bad about her cancer. Um, all smiles, all happy times. And so we got to fight that, can like we got to fight that together with positivity. And that's just kind of shaped who I am today, thankfully. Absolutely. And I think that is a very effective way to fight, looking at the yes. positives and using that as your momentum forward. What was your family dynamic like during that time, knowing that you grew up knowing the halls of, of a hospital probably better than a playground because that was where you guys spent a lot of time. But how did that affect your home life, your kitchen table, things like that? Well, the cafeteria in Carl is really good food. <laughs> I learned that. You would know. Um, I, I like to joke. I'm like, blindfold me and put me in Carl Hospital, and I can find my way around. Wow. Which is a little bit morbid. However, you know, I grew up with, like that. I, I don't, I was four. I don't remember before my mom got cancer. Um, I do remember my mom telling me that her tumor look, looked like a lobster. That's might be one of my earliest memories. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's just, that was just who she was. Let's make jokes out of things. Let's, mm. let's be positive. Um, and I don't, she was such a core part of the family and she's the reason we were able to stay positive and she kept us going. And because of that, after she passed away, we were able to keep going, you know, being able to look back on her and saying, okay, wh what would she do? You know, she wouldn't just be sitting here, you know, sad about things. She'd be doing what I'm doing now. She'd be, you know, fighting for something and finding a purpose and doing everything in her power to, to get that out into the world. So when you were 10 years old, knowing that your mom's life was on a timer, would you have ever anticipated that here you are today with your own nonprofit fighting for the people who were in your guys' very shoes? Uh, no, actually. Uh, I remember fourth or fifth grade, I was talking to my neighbor and 
we were the same age and she just said like what how about you do like a 5k or something around mm -hmm. here like do do some kind of event and raise awareness and I was like god no <laughs> I told her I was like maybe in 20 years when I'm an adult but I have no interest in doing that whatsoever and I'm here <laughs> yeah obviously something was stirring yes. in you to do something because you know hard you know the pain but you also know what's good throughout it all and yes. that stability of having treatments is so important talk me through what it was like when you knew your mom was in her final days mm -hmm. what was going through your head in that and what kept you going after it happened so it was both sudden and predicted at the same time so obviously cancer you know there's a time limit the last seven months of her life just went downhill very quickly. So it, it took me and the entire family off guard for the first month or two. Um, but once realization started to kind of sink in, we you know, got a hospital bed for the living room, and she actually got to see all of her like best friends that she either were still in Alabama or moved away. They all managed to see her um, within the last six months, which is amazing. But I wouldn't say we got closer because we were very close growing mm -hmm. up. But the dynamic changed almost a little bit. Um, almost like more mature, where I got to see my mom as like a person. And, you know, we, we hung out and we watched a lot of Father Brown. That's a really <laughs> good show, by the way. Is it? That's <laughs> um, but you know, we couldn't go out and do the little kid, go to a playground and you know, run around anymore. So we got a lot more of those sit down and let's let's talk, you know, conversations and um you know, it was great in a kind of morbid way, mm -hmm. but I, we got to know each other in a different way and you know, I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Not thankful for, you know, why I'm doing what I am, but I got to see another side of her right before she passed away, which I can, again, you know, just carry, carry out into the world. Yeah, absolutely. And you do that, that's for sure. Now, I truly can't think of a harder age to lose a parent. Mm -hmm. The age of 12, I, I cannot imagine a more difficult time to, to lose someone of such influence. Um, what got you to keep putting your feet on the floor? What were you holding on to as your strength and your hope to keep going? My mom still um so I, I have said this a million times but she was just so strong and positive throughout all of it that that just stays you know and I know so my my paternal grandmother was actually with us at that time she was staying and helping out and so that was really nice it was my father my, um, his my grandma and me in the house and you know my neighbors that I I grew up like mm -hmm. their second daughter so I was with them a lot and the school I was with then was small and very you know everyone knew everyone so I got to have a full you know support system a whole school behind me uh, that just kept me kept me going and did every, they did everything in their power to you know, get me in a good place. Yeah. And to this day, you're clearly carrying um, your mom's name on very, very well. Let's talk a little bit more about your nonprofit. Um, 
at what point did this get started? I'm coming up on five years of building this brand, oh my gosh. which is insane. Um, so Instagram account started yeah. early 2018. Okay. However, and she passed in 2017. June 27th. Yep. Okay. So like eight, nine months afterwards, but it didn't really get serious until I'm going to say like 2020. And that's kind of when I started looking for more to do than just spreading some awareness on Instagram. And it started as I'm going to, I had a logo and the name CureACC. It started as an Instagram hashtag. And I started looking into, can I trademark it? Can I copyright it? You know, get some protection over that. And it kind of starts snowballing into a not-for-profit. And again, so mission changed a few times until it is what it is now. And I'm very happy with what it is now. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm hoping we can keep it here and just keep building on what it is. So what's your vision for it? Uh, it's going to be some um, a not-profit that people can apply for grants to get treatment for to extend their life because you know, like I said we are fortunate I got to have my mom for eight years with cancer and stage four mm -hmm. that doesn't happen so I obviously I have a whole list of little landmarks and goals that I want to yeah. get to for CureACC but my personal like vision for this is, you know, I want this to be an organization that gives at least one, you know, little girl eight years with her mom, because that doesn't happen usually yeah. with that cancer. So you're thinking of all those little yes. Sarahs out there of when they were four years old and they were finding yes. themselves in the hospital hallways. You're giving them yes. those eight years. So how can people help you expand this, develop into your vision, and help those little Sarahs as well as those moms make it farther than eight years yes. even? So I saw a lot of my mom's um, you know, close friends that loved her and cared about her, but they were in those awkward, like, Oh, you know, my friend's suffering, but I don't know what to do. Mm. So I ended up, I partnered with small businesses around the world to put together a chemo care package. And it has, you know, chemo, a chemo beanie for hair loss. And coolest thing, in my opinion, and the moment I saw this, I reached out to the one making it. I was like, we need, we need a partner. Is they have a button on the side, on each side, that you can wrap the mask loop around mm, that is smart. to take some pressure off the ears and hopefully avoid some of the migraines that you're, you'll get, mm. some essential oil and any other you know, like products that like a fluffy, fluffy socks, yeah. stuffed animal, just a little pick me up. So that is available on the website in in the store. Along with, I can do custom-made shirts because I found that's a great way to honor someone that you lost and bring awareness to either this cancer or anything else that you know you you need the people to know about. And if you if you find yourself as one of those patients and you need or want one of these packages, but you just can't afford it, or you need a, you need um, one of these resources you can go to the donate page on my um, website and if you click on the right link, you'll be able to sign up for um, one of the sponsorship programs. 
and if you are someone who wants to be a sponsor and wants to donate, um, you can sign up for a monthly donation where your, your funds go directly to providing one of the packages to someone who signed up. And I was talking to, so my mom's cousin, I grew up with her as my aunt. Mm -hmm. And the reason I call her my aunt is they always said they were just like sisters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my aunt, uh, Pammy, she was my mom's biggest support. And so the program, I named it Just Like Sisters. And if you want to find your Beverly, sign up to be one of the sponsors. And mm. if you need to find your Pammy, sign up and receive those packages that you need. Mm, I love that. And Beverly, as in your mom. Yes, sorry. Not, no, yes. no, you're good. Um, for someone who may not know your mom, your mom was like a ray of sunshine. Yes. She was, in fact, like the whole sun. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about your mom. Um, like her story, where she's from, all that stuff. So, one, first off, one quick little thing that I can say that can kind of capture is um, we, we had a possum living under our porch at one point named Fluffy that she just loved. She just, you know, we had extra chicken, I'd go out and, you know, feed the possum, oh my loved animals, loved anything living. So she was born in Sylacauga, uh, Alabama, and she just, I, I talked to her friends from childhood, and they all say the same thing. I remember, uh, I think the favorite thing I've heard was someone said her, her eyes danced. Mm. Just growing up, just this happy, you know, filled with hope and love. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't, obviously I didn't know her, but the things I hear about her, I mean, they line up exactly with mm. who, who I knew. And um, so very proud Auburn graduate, <laughs> very proud, uh, would do anything for Auburn. My father and I left the house on Saturday game days because she got, oh my God, <laughs> loved Auburn so much. So she would, she, she would want me to say that. Yes, for the TV. Absolutely. She would want people to know that. <laughs> just um, so, but she, you know, she was diagnosed. We we know that, but she, you know, she kept. Yeah, there's, there's like you know, there's you no can go words on and on about yeah. yeah about your mom, a parent, absolutely. Um, and speaking of Auburn, tell me about your future plans. So I'm going to Auburn next year. So I'm senior this year. So graduating, going to Auburn for business management, and hopefully just building on the skills that I've, I've learned and continuing to grow Cure ACC and making, making my mom proud, mainly by going to Auburn. I'm sure she'd yes. be very, very proud. And those are some wonderful plans, lots yes. to look forward to. You have a very, very bright future. Really quickly, what do you think, if your mom could tell you one thing today, what do you think she would say to you? And if you could say one thing to your mom, what would you say to her? You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Take a breath. I mean to make you cry. Um, one thing she'd say to me. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I hope she'd say I'm proud. I'm gonna cry. I can confirm that she would most definitely gonna cry. say that. <laughs> You're good. You're good. That's, a, that's actually a really good question. What would she say? Um, War Eagle. 
<laughs> what would you say to her? Thank you. Mm. You know, I bet through every season of your, your life, you're going to have different things that you think maybe she'd say to you and you'd say to her. And I believe you can still say those things to each other and someday it'll be face to face and we can look forward to that until that day. Um, you are a testament to turning grief into good. You are incredible. You've done amazing things and I think this is only the beginning for you. And I think the lives that you will impact because of what you're doing, of how you've turned something so hard into something so impactful is inspiring, but you're going to impact all those little Sarahs and give them eight years and beyond because of the work that you're doing. I, we can connect um, people to your website in order for them to support the work that you're doing to help get those care packages out to those who need it. Finding um, the like sisters, whether you need that Beverly um, or that Aunt Pam or whoever it may be. So we'll connect people to your website so that they can start donating or just connecting with ways that they can support you and help expand this mission. But thank you so much for who you are and all you're doing to impact little Sarah's everywhere. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay.